On this episode of the Quick Pop Podcast, Ace and Jake have returned. Jake has returned with information about his first Impact pay-per-view that he's watched after a while. And Ace has returned with the crazy story that's going on on Raw right now. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is uh, news operator Aceus Spadius uh, coming at you with an important uh, news update. Uh, it's the Quick Pop Podcast, and we're here, and we're back. Uh, not that we went anywhere. It's just been a week. But we are here, and we're glad that you have joined us this morning, afternoon, evening, night. Uh, you can just take whichever bit of that you want and uh apply it to how you are currently operating uh i'm here with my long time uh long time caller first time listener uh dj jazzy jake uh who i am reluctant to say is the still reigning uh quick pop champion after wrestle kingdom given how close it And still champion. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ace, did I understand that you are now calling our incoherent ramblings news? This is news? Technically. Am I to understand understand that there's somebody downloading this podcast, putting their earphones, earbuds, uh, whatever device you plug into your ears um, on and going, man, I can't wait to hear breaking wrestling news for the the first time from these, these guys. Here's the thing. If you don't pay attention to what's going on, we're absolutely news. Yeah, if if you don't have something called the internet, yes, no. If if they don't have Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or any of that, and all they have is podcasts, dude, we are breaking news. Dave who, am I right, guys? Am I right? Maybe there's somebody out there who, like, I don't know, like their computer uh, went down in two or three different ways, and they just weren't able to really ingest all of the news and wrestling news that they wanted to and so yeah, when and they like, come back and like they missed their po- and, and then they missed their podcast you know yeah like i mean granted they warned them in uh, plenty of time and they were able to completely handle it and based on what you may or may not have heard uh went you know perfectly fine but yeah there may be that kind of person <laughs> D- define perfectly fine as me and Ron did it, ramble about did it, New Japan. Did it have a beginning and an end and it came out? Yeah. Then it was perfectly fine. Okay, cool. That, that's the logic I go with, is did it that's launch? What most of my teachers gave me as grades. Like, for some reason, they didn't give me A, B, C, D. They were like, it was fine. It was, it, it was, it was fine. <laughs> yeah. You, F, you, you did Jake, it. You did Jake. the assignment, Jacob. If nobody's told you this, F does not stand for fine. Does it not? It doesn't. It stands oh. for a fantastic job. Yeah, good. There for a second, I thought I didn't graduate high school. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> I should look into this. You should take. Uh, let me double check this piece of paper they sent me. Ah, I knew it. It says made at Costco. 
Uh, wait, wait, wait. Hey, question. Answer. Diplomas are written on uh, loose leaf paper, right? Yeah, but they, they use like a gel pen, right? At least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blue. Okay, Blue then, gel pen. Oh, then, yeah, definitely legit. Don't okay, worry. Okay, I'm good. good. I'm good. You're good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, just ignore the fact that they uh, spelled uh, it congratulations on uh, on there. That's just, it, those kind of you typos know, happen all know, the time. I thought it was a misspelling, but it was from the teacher, so I just assumed I was wrong. Yeah, like oh dang, I've been spelling it wrong. Uh, Man, I, I'm terrible at spelling. You know, I did not know this. Well, learned so many things about me. Is this podcast now like a self-discovery uh, podcast? Uh, I, I guess. Uh, just you know what? C- con- congratulations on your uh, <laughs> on your title victory at WrestleMania 15. Say, anyone that tunes into this podcast, we have given you stock tips. We are now giving you self-discovery. Like you, you, you tune in for the wrestling, but you don't know what type of nuggets of joy we're just going to throw at you. We're just you're going to tune in next week. Guess what, guys? I got so, some uh, uh, down low information that not many know about George Washington. This is going to be a history podcast, guys. Did you know? Didn't really chop down the cherry tree. Did he? No, he didn't. Spoiler. I don't know about all that. I sounds very sus. So, that sounds very anti-American. Yeah, it does. It does. Ace, Ace, are you with Antifa? Uh, let's just not even go down that road. Ace, are you with anti-Antifa? Yes. And if and if you did and if you know if you reduce your fraction, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the Quick uh, Pop Podcast. I could literally go off about that T-shirt. Yeah, don't. But we I, don't like, have that sort of time. Post show, so, but yeah, no, don't uh, go. Let's get into this. This was a crazy week in wrestling. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where Where do you want to start? I mean, there's. Well, you did something. You did something pretty different uh, this past weekend. I did. I did but first. Let first me get, things let first. Me get in the right mindset. First things first. And what was your motivation? Mall. What was your motivation to do that? Like, what made you just be like, you know what? All right. For anyone that doesn't know what we are talking about, because because uh, you don't, you're not, you're not here. Podcast. Um, I, um, purchased Impact Wrestling Hard to Kill. Um, on purpose. My motivation, on purpose. Um, I like to imagine, now, listen, I like to like imagine that there were a couple of people that, like, accidentally bought it. They're like, God, Dad, give it. <laughs> my fingers slipped, I swear. Um, yeah. So, before it sounds like we're burying Impact Wrestling, um, I've been... Uh, I was a huge fan of TNA uh, Impact. I dropped off uh, a few years ago, probably around the broken Matt Hardy stuff. Um, and I just never really went back. Every once in a while, I'll uh, catch a match, uh, catch some clips or something, be like, ah, that looks cool. Um, but I never really went back. Um, I have to say, this uh, Kenny Omega going over their storyline and then now him teaming with the Good Brothers – that was a major uh, a major play for me. I really wanted to see where that would go. And then I looked at the rest of the card and I knew most of the people on the card. There were some people that I didn't. And I was like, OK, you know, I'll give this a shot. Um, uh-huh. 
that being said, I have some good, some bads, and <laughs> some okay. ridiculous. So um, off the front, so that way we have the I like so we get an idea when you're describing it, like the the headspace that you're in. Uh, if you had to give it a standard U.S. letter grade, what would what letter grade would you give the uh, the pay per view overall? C. A C, just a middle of the road show. Okay. Middle right. of the road. So so now go because now with that knowledge, uh, when you're talking about different things, you have an idea. The reason the reason I say it is I actually think it could have been a higher grade show. I think they had the problem, and WWE used to have this problem, and they've smartened up and did it better to where they booked the show to where it's like all the eh matches were at the beginning, and then like your last five to four matches were all really good, but they were all in the back half. So by the time you got to the first good match, you started thinking you're like, was this is is this not going to be a good pay-per-view at all, you know? Um, because they started off with a lot of tag matches. Um, there was like a six-man tag that was old school rules, which I'm like, I have no idea what that is. And it was old uh, school. Like, does it? that mean like you can't hot tag or like you can't interrupt? Like, so what is old school so. rules? That's what I was thinking. But it, it basically was like a tornado tag match or a mm. bedlam match because everyone was in the ring at the same time. So old school uh, just means towards, no. no the rules. End, they brought in like a table, so it's like okay, no disqualifications too. I guess you know. Um, I mean, was a, a tornado by its own like merits is no DQ, right? Uh, that's true. That's true. Like I think, um, I think because of the fact that like there's no way you can watch ten dudes at a time, I just assumed by like its own existence that a tornado tag team match is no DQ. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. I guess I guess I misspoke there. Um, but anyway, I wouldn't it, say it was you okay. Misspoke. It was uh, Tommy Dreamer, Rhino, and Cousin Jake. Which, when I saw that on paper, I'm like, I, I don't know. And then when I saw pictures, I was like, Oh, uh, it's this indie wrestler. Uh, I heard he went to Impact, but I guess he is now permanent there. Uh, his indie name was uh, Jake Something, which uh, was hilarious uh, to see him live because people would just chant something uh and or would chant like something 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 and stuff like that it was it was funny and like anytime you'd say something like you'd be like yeah i'm gonna do this everyone would be like or something um but yeah he's just this stout like hoss of a man uh that can throw down and he held his own in that match i was impressed with him uh the opponents was uh it was eric young diener and somebody else, I can't remember off the top of my head. It was an okay match. Like, there was a few cool spots at the end, but it was just so much chaos that it's like a, a lot was happening, but the camera couldn't be everywhere. So it's just, I don't know. It just, like, do you it think felt they were muddy. trying too hard, is what you're saying? Yes. Yes. I'm saying they were trying too hard. I mean, um, like, because that's definitely something that you have to, you have to, I don't know. There's a lot of uh, companies that think that that's how you that's how you wow a crowd is just thing, thing, stuff, stuff happen and happen. Here's here's the thing. That match would have worked if there was an audience impact. They don't even have people in the ring. They they have no no one is there. No one is there at all. Oh, it's completely empty. Completely empty. That's how impact does it. So it's completely empty, 
and uh, they <laughs> pump in crowd noises, but like no one's there. Um, so like that match probably would have worked if there was a crowd, but there wasn't. So like it's only to a television audience, and like I said, there's so much happening that the t television audience didn't get didn't get to see most of it. So there, I, I don't know. It just it felt muddied. Um, there was also uh, there was actually a match before it. I'm I just now remembered. Uh, it was um, Crazy Steve and Rosemary, which I adore. Something uh, about versus, a guy uh, named Crazy uh, Steve. Yeah. And they were facing uh, Tanel Dashwood, uh, who used to be Emma. Um, and I, listen, I don't remember the name of her partner. I have never seen her partner before. Um, it was just an okay match at best. Uh, I'm yeah. sorry to everyone involved, but uh, it, it, it was okay at best. Uh, then the third match was they are bringing back because Impact was the first to do female tag team titles. So they are bringing back uh, female tag team titles. And apparently they've been having a tournament and it was the ending of their tournament. And it was um, Havoc and somebody else. I can't remember partner versus uh, uh, what was it? Fire and Flava. Um, and literally fire and flavor one but they came to the ring they are the wrestling equivalent of tlc i'm surprised they didn't come out to don't go go chasing waterfalls um but they did stick to the rivers and the lakes that they were used to and they came out on top and won the women tag team titles interesting see what i did there yeah i see no but um, i mean like <laughs> um, but anyway, it, 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 that was a pretty good match. I'll say one thing they did, even though they won Havoc on the other side. Um, she's like kind of a, a Nia Jax, like, you know, this big, intimidating looking female wrestler. They did a great job in making her look unstoppable. Uh -huh. And she didn't hurt anyone while they were making her look unstoppable. So, I mean, kudos to you, young lady. If no one caught that, um, I hate Nia Jax and she hurts people. <laughs> anyway, so at this point, the pay-per-view has been pretty lackluster. Um, I'm trying to think, what was the first match that turned it around? Oh, yeah, first match that turned it around. Uh, the X Division match. Ah, the um, X Division. Yes, and the X Division did not disappoint because well, I mean it technically does on the daily but go ahead excuse you <laughs> excuse you I'm doing the hot takes today did you not like the X Division back in the day uh, I know we're not supposed to have a bias against different uh, wrestling promotions but I do have a slight issue with impact in general The past is the past is hard to forget. Here. I guess is what I would say. I you know exactly I, what I'm referring to. All right. Well, I'm going to just get into it. Anyway, so it was a triple threat match for the X Division title: the current champion Manic versus the former champion Raju versus Chris Bay. Um, 
I've seen Raju in uh, Glory Pro, uh, and he was always somebody that s- stood out. Uh, so I'm glad to see that he is getting uh, a push in the X Division in uh, Impact Wrestling. Um, Chris Bay is a freaking star. I've seen him on the indies like if you ever see a picture of him from the indies he has like five titles on just because every indie promotion he was on is like here just wear our title just win it here yeah. it's yours he was he was um, very much dude, one of those like you know hey you look great we want you to wear our, our our stuff yeah well and he's also in the ring but yeah like he he to me is a younger version of kofi kingston um because he he's doing all the stuff from like Kofi's Jamaican days, the high flying stuff. I mean, he does he does different things than Kofi, but just like that to me is like what he is. You know, uh-huh. he's a great high flyer, a good personality, interesting character. Like he he to me can be the next Kofi Kingston easy. Um, and then Manic. So Manic is an old masked wrestler that Impact Wrestling has had before, and many different people have worn the mask. Apparently, Manic right now is TJP from uh, fame from uh, the Cruiserweight uh, Invitational on, on the WWE Network. Um, so it's him with a mask, but it's like it's obviously him. He's doing all of his moves, but then like when they ask him, he's like, "No, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not. I'm not manic." And so there's a part in the math match where they rip off his mask, and and uh, Raju is like, "It's like, ha, I knew it. See, it's it's you. It's you." And like he has like the hood on his tights, just like TJP. So he pulls off the hood. And he's painted how the mask looks on his face. So then everyone's like, I don't know. Is that TJP? And one of the announcers is like, no, it's, it's, it's TJP. And he goes, I don't know. There's makeup on. I can't tell. And it's just this, this goofy thing to where it's like everyone knows it's him. But he's trying to act like it's not him. But other than that, um, yeah, the speed of the match, everything like the match was really good. It it was one of those matches where it's like, okay, now we're getting started. Yeah. And then uh from there they did um Diana Peraza versus uh Taya Valkyrie for the women's title. Diana Peraza retained. Uh it was a pretty good match. I enjoyed it. Uh is one of those talents that I don't understand why NXT let her go. Um just because like she she hit so many buttons that I don't know why they wouldn't have kept kept her. Um, but maybe it was behind the scenes stuff. Maybe she wanted to be let go. I don't know. Um, so we have two more matches before the Kenny Omega one. So I'm going to go with the wrestling match first, and then I'm going to get into the spectacle. So they had a barbed wire massacre match between Eddie Edwards and Sammy Callahan. Brutal, brutal match. Two things about this match will stick out for me t- to me forever, right? So let me st- set the stage for you, Ace. Um, okay. If the camera is facing the ring like um, from the announce table, right? The sides of the ropes that are the way you would walk to the ring are wrapped in barbed wire, right? Then to the left of the ring, they have part of a cage up just to that side with barbed wire on the cage. And then to the right, they have two poles up with uh, like a line just barely above like the ropes that uh, connecting on that line are barbed wire weapon. 
and then already in the ring are two pieces of plywood wrapped in barbed wire. So, a lot of barbed wire stuff. As you do. At one point, they get one of the weapons, and one of the weapons that they have is an N64 controller wrapped in barbed wire. I mean, that is a deadly weapon. No doubt. Oh, yeah, no. It, like, <laughs> but I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> if but, you've um, never had best... somebody mad at you, you throw one of those at you, that the corner yeah. always seems to find you. <laughs> but now it has barbed wire, so, yeah, you're screwed. Now it's all corners. But the highlight of the match, there wasn't, it wasn't a big spot hitting the barbed wire, although there was a few. It wasn't any of the actual technical wrestling that uh, Eddie Edwards tried to do in the, in the match. No, it was the fact that I was looking, I was like, Oh, Holy crap. There's a N64 controller wrapped in barbed wire. <laughs> and then, you know, cause my wife was watching uh, this with, with me Well, she was reading her book slash looking up every once in a while. And so then, uh, so then I was, I was like, what, is, what, what are those other weapons? I was like, there's a baseball bat wrapped in barbed wire and a kendo stick wrapped in barbed wire. And my wife looks up from her book and goes, wait, what? And then I was like, what? a kendo stick. And she goes, oh, I was like, no, 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 no. What did you hear? What did you think I said? And my wife blushing looks up at me and goes, I thought you said a penis stick wrapped in barbed wire. <laughs> What? <laughs> to which then I grilled her on how would that work? How, what, like, what does that look like? What, what, what is this object? What do you mean? That, you never played you Saint, have you never played Saints Row 4? Played what? Saints Row 4. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. That's it. That's Come it. On, that's, that's, it. What, <laughs> that's what... Uh, that's it. That's what they used. Distracted barbed wire. But, so then... I know we have to get into other stuff, but the last two, or the two last two things I'm going to talk about was worth every penny, in my opinion. So, have you ever heard of a wrestler named Ethan Page? Yes, actually. Okay, so Ethan Page was an indie darling. Um, He actually won indie titles with uh, Cody Rhodes uh, back when uh, Cody Rhodes first jumped to the indies from WWE and stuff, and he's been on the indies for a while. He went up to Impact Wrestling, and him and uh, I'm blanking on his partner's name, but they created this tag team called The North, um, and they were reigning tag team champions for forever um, in Impact. They're a solid tag team. So as the storyline goes uh, from the video package I watched, because as I said, I've been watching Impact Wrestling. Um, uh Ethan Page, after the North lost the titles against there, started losing it, right? And so as he's starting to lose it and like being like, what does it all mean? What it he starts like almost talking to himself. And then he forms a, a, an alter ego called Karate Man, which is Ethan Page in like black bicycle shorts in a red like karate head. Yeah. And so Karate Man starts popping in and out. So then finally, they do like this split screen thing where Karate Man basically uh, like thinks he's doing what's right. And Ethan's page like, no, you're not and stuff like that. So then Ethan Page challenges Karate Man to a match at uh, Hard to Kill. 
And I get I'm I'm just assuming since this is, you know, like supposed to be in his head since he's split personality, like whoever wins, I guess, is the one that's going to st stick around and stuff. So then we go to the match. Well, obviously, it's the same guy playing both these characters. So it's going to be a cinematic match, right? Yeah. Ace. This may be one of the best cinematic matches because it was one of the worst cinematic matches. Um, so think of a cheesy 80s action movie. But then also think that like how the characters were moving and stuff uh -huh. was the first Mortal Kombat video game. Do you remember the first Mortal Kombat video game I... where it looked like they got real people they did. to actually move and stuff? They they digit yes, they yes, digitized. Yes, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Oh yeah. So it starts off, there's like a field, right? And Ethan Page walks on. Then Karate Man walks on. And so they're just going back and forth with them talking. But then, like, anytime Karate Man, like, punches and stuff and hits Ethan Page, and Ethan Page, like, uh, like moves back, the background changes for no freaking reason. Like, Ethan Page, like, hits him, and a Karate Man, like, backs up. And he's like, you shouldn't have done that. And behind him is Mount Rushmore for no reason. Uh, at one point point he knocks ethan page down he falls on the ground and just the whole green screen behind him is a volcano um and yes it's just every time they punch or hit and the camera moves like if the camera moves uh from karate man ethan page the background is just changed for no reason and there's <laughs> do you know luke kane's bicycle kick yeah there's one scene where uh uh, Ethan Page kicks Karate Man back and Karate Man, Man, Man's like I will finish this and then the next shot is a back I forget what, what the background was then Ethan Page just holding up his hands and going oh like that and Karate Man doing the bicycle kick but because they wanted to make it bad you can tell Karate Man is just laying on his back making like his legs kick and then they are just digitally slowly moving him towards ethan page all right i appreciate it it's the worst thing ever thus it's great anybody find it on youtube if you did not watch this pay-per-view i cannot stress highly enough find ethan page or karate man on paper on youtube or something um it's 10 minutes maybe it was not a fast match. Uh, it ends with Karate Man um, ripping out Ethan Page's heart. Um, so Karate Man, I guess, is going to, moving forward, uh, be on Impact Wrestling. And there will be no more Ethan Page. Interesting. But, oh my god, it was, it felt like watching some, like, if you could see what somebody else sees on their acid trip, that's what this match felt like. It I'm was check it, out. it was bonkers. So uh, that takes me to the main event. Really good match. Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers uh, versus um, uh, Saban. Uh, Saban's uh, tag team partner, Alex Shelley actually got injured so they had to replace him with moose and then also rich swan um mm. the main thing for me like i said good match and stuff but 
the main thing that excited me, because there's been rumors for a while that um, AEW had just done this deal with Impact, right? And that they were going to be doing things. But one of the reasons that they did the deal with Impact is because they were already negotiating with New Japan, but COVID happened. And so they can't come here and we can, and AEW can't go there. And so this is kind of a way to do this with impact while we're waiting for New Japan to be able to do it as well. That has been a rumor. Dude, they basically busted that rumor so open, like, hey, it's coming, guys. Um the the match starts and you know the other uh, the other team the uh team impact is in the ring and um the good brothers music hits carl anderson comes out in a bullet club hoodie it's like huh i i know for a fact that y'all don't own the rights for marketing bullet club new japan does yeah and uh so i was like that's interesting but it's it was like a hoodie where like the main symbols on the back so i was like Okay, well, he quickly spun around, and you know we saw it, but it wasn't something that's like, "Hey, look at it." So maybe, maybe not. So then Kenny Omega comes out, and Don Callis does his uh, intro. Um, but then Kenny Omega comes out in the old Halloween Bullet Club shirt for when he was in the Bullet Club, and <laughs> continues to wear the shirt for like a quarter of the match. So like just screaming like, no, 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 we're not guys that used to be in the Bullet Club. We're the Bullet Club. And it was just crazy that you have the AEW heavyweight champion wrestling on an impact pay-per-view wearing a New Japan stable t-shirt. And Very so, but so I was like, okay, it still could be. You know, I could be making too much of this. Then the announcers during the match was even talking about the Bullet Club shirt. And then at one point, because, oh, yeah, another thing that's stated that this is going down is that Don Callis, whenever he does his big diatribe, you know, about Kenny Omega, you know, because, you know, uh, Kenny's uh, entrance is all pomp and circumstances and all his stuff. Even yeah. said, like, uh, like I love uh, One Wing Angel and his, you know, his Norm entrance. But, man, I long for something a little more heavy see uh i mean i agree i really uh like this uh kenny omega itch well i like the entrance more now that it has the big uh build up with the announcer saying a million things uh before it happens yeah um but yeah i mean i i can agree with you on but you know whenever don Callis is saying all this stuff he even says like he is a wrestling god and that's a Bushi's thing right now. So I was like, oh, they are already setting up who is the wrestling god, him or Abushi. And then, like, in the middle of the match, like, they were sitting there talking about, like, the Bullet Club shirt and stuff like that. And um, Kenny once again yelled out something like, I'm a god, or like something like that. And they're like, yeah, Kenny's wrestling god. Like, the other man making that claim is the new IWGP heavyweight champion, Koto Abushi, and stuff like that. And they're like, just think about it. We have the AEW champion here. We have the Impact champion here. Uh, could you imagine, like, if, like, uh, Koto Abushi could get in on this? Like, we could have, like, a tournament of champions or something in Impact. And I'm just sitting here, I'm like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, if they haven't already made this deal with New Japan, um, 
they are trying to and they told the announcers like keep mentioning how great this would be so that uh you know people will start talking about it so that new japan will be like well i guess it's good for business it's like if they haven't done it they want to do it and they are trying to do it but uh yeah like i said it was a great match obviously uh omega and the good brothers win the only other thing i will talk i will say coming out of uh impact wrestling is they also without saying it made it very clear that this was not a one-off that aw and impact are still going to be working together because or at least omega is because their next pay-per-view is in april and uh it's a new pay-per-view for them called rebellion but the symbol for the pay-per-view is literally the words rebellion with a small circle under the middle of uh, the word rebellion with an Omega symbol in it. Uh-huh. So it's like, oh, I see that small Omega symbol. Cool. He's going to be back in April. This, this storyline is going nowhere. Interesting. Which probably means in April he'll win the Impact title. Or at least that's Just my Just give him all the titles. Just give him all. I'm telling you, I've said it before. I want Kenny Omega to walk around like Ultimo Dragon in 1994. Yeah, where just wrapped in them. So many titles. It was like, I don't even know where to put these titles. Yeah. Just absolutely covered but yeah, so in titles. That was my, uh, that was, that, that was Impact Wrestling. That was the highs and the lows. The See, very end was a lot of highs, but. The you know what's interesting? Matches and stuff weren't that great. What's interesting is you listed a lot of different people <coughs> in that yeah. uh, in that whole setup. <coughs> you said a lot of names, a lot of classics, I a lot did. of recognizables. Mentioned a bunch yeah. of wrestlers, but you know what you didn't hear? You what didn't did hear the say? name Ryback, who decided this past week. That he hadn't gotten enough heat as a human being and decided to just get a little bit more heat. Dude, Ryback and Val Venus are the two people that I hope they never have any legitimate information that anyone in the world will care about because they try so hard to be relevant that they just come out and say stupid crap to the point that it's like, I whenever I hear like, oh, Ryback said something. Yeah, it was probably stupid. It's like I just both of those two guys. It's like, oh, did you hear what Belvina said? Some stupid stuff that does not matter and is just trying to make people pissed at him. So they'll tweet at him so he can feel relevant. It's just like. So for those of you who don't know, uh, for some reason, Ryback thought it would be a good idea <coughs> to go on. Uh, I don't remember what was he on when he decided to make that bold claim. I think it was just on Twitter, right? Like it was just him making a phrase on Twitter. <coughs> um, he decided to make the bold claim that uh, championships are props. That there's no real champions in wrestling and that all champions, like all the belts and stuff are just props. Okay, let's first of all, let's break that down like as a sentence. You are calling sports entertainment that like you're talking about sports entertainment here, which as 
for all the love that we have of it, we can all recognize that it's, you know, like combat theater, right? Like it, the, the fighting in it tells the story. And, yeah. you know, I, like they are performing feats of athleticism, but we, you know, we all are able to suspend our disbelief to know like what's going on. And so while you technically like, there's like a, like a 1% amount of truth to his statement in that, like the, the titles and the championship titles are props because they're meant to like elevate the story that this guy is like awesome. But as Mark Henry then decided to just, you know, decimate uh, Ryback. Yeah, he killed. He he made the the excellent point of like first of all, this is coming from somebody who's very obviously hurt that he never reached that that point. But unless uh, I'll I'll say this, unless you're Brock Lesnar, <laughs> Um, typically you getting a title is kind of like cementing, like you did it, that they put, they're putting their faith and trust in your skills on the mic or in the ring or whatever. They are going to ride forward with you as their herald. And, you know, this is not just like, Oh, this, like there obviously and there's exceptions to everything. An argument can be made that sometimes very off very obviously they gave the guy a title because he big man he good he big strong but for the most part you're given a title because the company has decided we're running with you we like what you're doing and we think that the best way to showcase your overall talent is to make you the top draw and so when Ryback comes on and says like oh the championship titles are just props. They're just props. Negative. That's well, just... I mean, okay, listen. Uh, I understand what both him and Mark Henry are saying. Here's the thing. is like, in, in a sense, like, they are kind of props, you know? But at the same time, it's like, what... To me, like, what does it matter? Because, like, don't get me wrong. People that win them, you did win a championship. I'm not trying to say that Mark Henry was never a champion. But at the same time, if Ryback's complaint is, oh, these are just props to make people stars. Well, I mean, he's yeah. not wrong, but it's like, how, it's like, why does that matter? Like, what, what is your complaint? It's like, it's like, yes, when somebody, uh, do, do, do they sometimes give people or uh, allow someone to win a championship in hopes that it will make them a bigger star? Yes, but that doesn't take away the fact that that person worked their ass off to get there and that you are still winning a championship, you know? Yeah, it's like, like that's why I was saying, I just, like, it, it's he is right in that, yes, it is technically a prop, but it's also like we're letting you hold this prop because we we like what you do. And so our way of showing it in our business is making you hold this prop because we're, it's basically a status symbol that like we trust this person to make our product look good by being its yeah. champion. I just think Ryback's pissy because he never got to touch the prop, let alone he hold got it. he got the IC title for three weeks, and then Kevin Owens took it off of him. And there's a reason for that. And there's a reason for that because his feed me more gimmick uh, fell uh, quickly. 
I mean, listen, if Ryback wants to believe that when he became Ryback and it was the feed me more thing that uh, he was super over and they should have pushed him to me. Dude, you were Goldberg light. That gimmick, no matter how over it was for a second, and I can honestly say never liked it, um, was always just going to be a bad Goldberg impersonation. They were and trying. So like, yeah. They were trying to have Goldberg again, and then they realized, like, oh, that this guy isn't that. They desperately yeah, wanted him to be, and he just wasn't. He didn't have the crowd appeal. He was just like, I'm big man. But uh, yeah, uh, that very much came across as guy who was, you know, big mad that uh, he never got to. You know, carry the carry a company, uh, and for good reason, um, because you had the IC title for three weeks, and then you lost it to uh, Kevin Owens. Speaking of Kevin Owens, uh, apparently we're not done with that story either, and I'm okay with it. Um, there was a a recent story where Roman Reigns was uh, had chosen his Royal Rumble opponent and it was going to be uh adam pierce and everyone was like oh why, why are they making adam pierce wrestle oh he's he's, he's just like a backstage why are they making him people forget that adam pierce is slash was a wrestler yeah like and he was a good one this isn't just some dude that like has the look of like a muscle guy like he legitimately was a wrestler um, I is still. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, he just hasn't been like active. Uh, so many people. I think people... he legit has injuries that won't allow him to. Go I would. I would believe time. it. And so that's why it was funny that he went down there. Now, did you watch the little segment where they signed the titles or signed the contract? Yes. Can we all admit that if you had told us one year ago? That we would be watching uh, Roman Reigns uh, sign a contract like in a year and just be enthralled with just his overall demeanor of how he signed the contract. I would have thought you were crazy. Just everything about not just that, but like whenever Adam Page was like, I've been waiting you to do that all night and just left the ring. Like he, this he had this look of Roman like, Reigns OK, character. whatever. Most yeah, most characters in wrestling nowadays would have like jumped up what do you mean what are you doing why are you leaving why are you leaving he was just sitting there and he's like what's this dude yeah what are you on about okay second like owens music hit roman reign just like kind of like rode his eyes it's like i have to deal with this again like it's just such this like smooth like he has become like it, it, he, his character is just a straight up mobster. You it's know, the mob boss that thinks he's untouchable, and it isn't like a oh no, this guy can beat me. It isn't he, he doesn't think he can be beat, so he's just like I have to deal with this again. I have to find a way to stop this guy again. It's not like oh no, this guy may take my title. It's like a he just oh, looks at everyone as like a gnat. Like I have to freaking swat this guy away again. Yeah, that's that's the the vibe I get is when you saw him react to the the change, he was just like, uh, like any other character would have been like, "What? No, that's stupid! Oh my god, I can't believe it!" He was just like this again, like he was what we would think, but we would never expect to see 
the wrestler react as because you know there's yes. tons of people who are like oh kevin owens is getting a third shot and he, roman reigns reacted like that <laughs> he reacted yeah. like a fan going this guy again uh now here comes the stronger question though is third right. time the charm i listen would i like it to be yes just because i love kevin owens because here's um, my thought like when he was at the last two times that he got a shot at it uh at the pay-per-view and then the following smackdown uh both of those were were mid-tier pay-per-views and or events and so i didn't really feel like he was going to to take it at that time we're now on attempt three and it's at a big four I see. Here's the thing: if, if for some reason Kevin Owens wins, I think he will immediately lose it back to Roman Reigns uh, at the March pay per view. Yeah, I could see. I could see him not holding it because I think they do want to carry Reigns into Mania. Oh yes, no, that, but, and that's the only reason I'm saying I don't think Owens will win is I don't think they're they're going to want a chink in the armor of Roman Reigns. I wouldn't be surprised if. Uh, they pull a Mick Foley where there's just like uh, an audio thing coming over the, that says I quit um, and he doesn't actually say I quit, you know? Or, or uh, just because you've got the advocate Paul Heyman and like apparently you, if you cry hard enough, you can get people to reverse entire decisions uh, he beat Kevin Owens beats him right, and then like the following Sunday or whatever, they don't they can't find Kevin Owens. He's supposed to have a spot like, oh, come on out and gloat about your victory and everything like that, and they can't seem to find him. And so then they pull up footage where uh, Reigns, Usos, and everybody just absolutely like decimate him uh, to the point where like you know he's wheeled off hospital and so then they somehow get uh get it where you know oh he can't compete he's supposed to be here uh i guess he's gonna have to forfeit the title and it, it goes back on reigns well if he had to forfeit the title i have a feeling they would then make an elimination chamber match that reigns would have to win well yeah but i could also see them you know, sm smooth talking and like intimidating, saying like, uh, "We had it," and then he had it, but he didn't actually walk out of the building with it, so therefore we still have it. Yeah, I, I considering would, I, that, that, that they cool. considering they gave the Miz back his stupid briefcase for that stupid nonsense, I wouldn't put it past them. I have a feeling more likely what's going to happen is he's going to be Kevin Owens. <clears throat> They're going to find some just dirty way to do it i mean in they'll, they'll honesty, just do the same way they always do it in all honesty i can see the dirtiest way to do it is have uh kevin owens family there and roman reigns is about to do something like to his wife or kid so he says he gives up uh i guess because have have they established that it's going to be an i quit match or i mean that's what it, that's that's what the uh a contract that they had because they changed it to an I quit match for Adam Pierce and then Kevin Owens came back. So I'm assuming yeah. it's going to be an I quit match. Um, but anyway, I, I see that 
Then I see in March, it's Roman Reigns versus Shinsuke Nakamura. <gasps> oh, um, let's also talk about the fact that Shinsuke Nakamura came back to his old music. Yeah, it's his old music. Uh, they actually are acting like they want to care about Shinsuke, which I'm cool They do. With. Yeah, they um, are su- supposedly, according to uh, Meltzer and other, you know, backstagers and everything, uh, the, him coming back and getting kind of a, a decent amount of, like, attention on that match uh friday and you know bringing back the old music was like kind of a sign of the like they're gonna give him another good uh face push i would actually like to see so i i think shinsuke versus roman the month before mania right yeah and then i actually for mania because i i don't think you should push him too hard too quickly so I would actually like to see Shinsuke's match at Mania be Shinsuke and Cesaro. I think that would be a for really what good like match. just an exhibition. Yeah, yeah, no, just, just just a match. Yeah, not for a title. They don't need to be for a title. The thing uh, that would yeah, worry like about Shinsuke versus Cesaro. The thing though that would uh, that would worry me a little bit is yeah. exhibition matches at Mania tend to have a lot of build, and they would have to start that build like now. Well, I mean, they you already have it. Like Cesaro's going around like this last week with Daniel Bryant. Uh like uh he was saying good things about Shinsuke and he, and uh Cesaro's like he doesn't care about you, you know? He, you know, he's my friend like that. So Cesaro could basically get jealous on the road to Shinsuke versus uh Roman Reigns, cost uh, Shinsuke the title in March and then going to Mania, it's uh, former tag team partners, former best friends going against each other. It's it's an easy sell. Hmm. Maybe. I mean, the, I could see it. I, mean, I could see it. I mean, the only other thing I would see if it's Cesaro is Daniel Bryant. But I have a feeling that Daniel Bryant already has a WrestleMania uh, partner. And I have a feeling that that man will come back at the Royal Rumble, and that is Seth Rollins. You think Rollins is coming back at the Rumble? I think Rollins is coming back at the Rumble, and I think it's going to be Rollins, Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. Here's the thing, though. If Rollins comes back at the Rumble, you, by, by that same token, start wondering when we're going to get the, the other man back. The other man? Well, there's the man and then the man's man. Oh, uh, well, here's the thing is obviously Rollins can come back a lot faster. Oh, yeah, for sure. But that's what I'm saying. um, Like, if he comes back. I heard a rumor a while ago that, like, Vince wanted (coughs) Becky back for this mania and was basically talking to her about, hey, can you be back in shape for this mania? But, like, I don't know. Like, she had a kid in December. I Uh, I mean, four months. Three months is I know, typical. Four, four, I don't. I, I don't know. That's super fast, in my opinion. I I, I think it would be smarter to wait <laughs> Here's and the have thing. her like show up the day after Mania. I could see but, her coming back to start something, not necessarily to be a part of something that was like pre-planned. I think her, her having her as a surprise kind of thing. Do you think if they could have her ready, Becky comes, Becky's number 30 in the women's rumble, wins it, 
And the reason they've kept the belt or they gave the belt back to Asuka is to do Asuka versus Becky. At Mania? Be- Becky at Mania because Becky handed the belt over to Asuka. So, so the logic would be like, I want that belt back. Well, yeah, it's it's the champion that never lost the woman she gave the belt to. Yeah. Hmm. I could see it, but I don't know. It's not a heel versus face (laughs) scenario. Just a, I want to be the best scenario. Yeah, I could see that. But the thing is though, like, uh, like that's saying that she'll be there. You know, you were talking about like, is, uh, she able to make mania? That seems too close. Making the rumble is even more so. Oh yeah, no, no, no. That's trust me, I agree. But I suppose that, like, if they wanted her there for uh, uh, the Rumble, I mean, they or, could definitely, uh, uh, they could definitely kind of work it where there's not <laughs> like a huge, uh, huge amount that she has to do at thirty. Well, that's what I was about to say. Is like they could actually work it. To where after number 29 comes in, somebody just like dumps a bunch of people into where there's mainly just like maybe there's two people left in the rumble fighting it out and then Becky's music hits. Can you like you want to talk about like I, I obviously with it being at the Thunderdome, the it's gonna be interesting because I don't know. You can't you can't get a one to one reaction of somebody coming back virtually. See, yeah, agreed. That's that's that, I don't know. That's just me. But I, I also w- am totally fine with them pumping in hype. Like a lot of people hate that they that they pump in cheers and booze and stuff. But to I'm me, like I'm fine with it because it's just like anything else. If you're trying to set the tone and the atmosphere of this co- person coming out or this person doing something, you do it based on the story you're trying to tell. Not necessarily like, you know, there's been a ton of times where like a heel gets cheers and like, that's fine for like live audiences. But when you're trying to show a story like to, a, you know, an all virtual audience, not, you know, the people in the crowd. And ah, I guess some people are watching on TV, like everybody's watching on TV. Yeah, so in that true. regard, sure, set the tone. A hundred percent fine. Set the tone. Yeah, that's true. Also, I know we're running uh, late on it. A few other things I think we'll get to. Knock them out. We got a few minutes. Um, Alexa Bliss did a Hadouken to uh, Randy Orton. <gasps> yes, and I don't know if you uh, looked at Twitter. I've been kind of perusing it a little bit while you were talking. Just yes, to I see. saw he's wearing like a mask. He's tonight. wearing some like now I, the mask is a little hokey, but at least it looks like it looks a little plain enough to look like that might be a you know kayfabe like medical reason. It's it's not like as much as I love him, Cody Rhodes wearing that uh that plastic thing. Uh, when he got six one nine. See, I liked that. I liked it too, but like at, when they started like leaning heavily into it, I'm like, okay, okay. Well, I just liked it because he basically <laughs> became the wrestling equivalent of Doctor Doom. Like nothing was wrong with him, but since there's an imperfection, he thought it was like yeah. the worst thing. Uh, yeah, no, I I I liked that just because of the psychological psychology of the character yeah but Um, but anyway i like that uh the uh the mask kind of has like a plain look to it so they 
it, it wasn't like he requisitioned the mask. He was just like, "It this hurts. I needed to wear something on this." Yeah, I. I loved that she did it though. Yeah, like, dude, th- this whole thing is, dude. That whole segment was great. Like him and Triple H, like beating each other up. Triple H grabbing the sledgehammer. <laughs> Coming in and Bryzy starts coming in, you know, the first Jew happens and Triple H like stops for a second. He's like, okay. So he <laughs> okay. gets in the ring and then it goes again. And he's like, okay. And then like he's holding the sledgehammer and he looks down and the sledgehammer's on fire and he yeah. just freaks out. And then the <laughs> lights go out and then Alexa Bliss is there. And I didn't sign up for this. Like, it's just so funny that you could see his like, I'm battle hardened. I've fought against the Undertaker and I've defeated people and like all this and that. So <laughs> some lights going out is nothing. Whatever you can't stop me. But it's when he went to go get his sledgehammer just on fire. He was like, "I don't get paid enough for I'm this. Out. I'm out. I'm out." <laughs> he's like, he's like, and peace. <laughs> and look, there's the limit. <laughs> the game's over. Game over. Game over. I am the game, and I declare that the game is over. Time to go home. Time to go. <laughs> and then, and then yeah, Alexa no, Bliss I... shows up and hits him with a fire Hadouken. <laughs> But yeah, no, I think that that storyline, I think the two things right now WWE has going uh, is the Orton Fiend storyline and is the new Roman Reigns. Those two things are just so, so, so good. Um, See, part of me, listen, we all know the Fiend's coming back at the Rumble, right? Oh, yeah. We, We know this. Part of me wants... The Fiend, like, because everyone's going to be like, oh, we're expecting the Fiend to, like, be in, be like in the Rumble, right? I don't want him to be in the Rumble. Yeah, I don't want him in the Rumble. Instead of, like, 9, two, you know, 3, 2, 1, number 28, and it's the Fiend. No, no, no. I want, like, in between, like, 28 and 29, Randy's in there, he's killing everyone, and just, like, 30 seconds left on the clock, and just, like, everything just stops. And, like, The Fiend has some crazy entrance, crazy thing, like, takes, just beats the crap out of Orton and stuff, and then, like, all the power comes back on, and then it's, like, the clock, since it stopped at 30 seconds, just starts back at 30 seconds. (laughs) Almost, like, because of the power going out, like, the time just froze in the rumble. Um... I want that. I want, like, an unpredictable one. Because I think, even though, like, you know, he could come in in the middle, and yeah, he'd just go after Orton and things will happen, but I think you do, like, a just a random spot in the Rumble, in between uh, two people coming out, I think would be an amazing moment. Well, it's always tricky, because, like, when you have people who have ultra-grand entrances, and, like, the entrance is half the mystique of the character... Yeah. Royal Rumble's weird because you want them, you want them there, but then also like you lose a lot of the mystique. Uh, like for example, like yeah. any time that like the Undertaker, uh, would come to a Royal Rumble, it was always weird because he had to go quickly. <laughs> yeah, he had to walk a, just a little fast. It was like dong dong, and then he was like he was booking it down to, down to the ring. Uh, so I don't know. Like, like you, you could hear they had his like music like kind of on fast forward, it's like da 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 da. Yeah. Um. One more thing before we get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Um. They had a video that released, I believe it was yesterday, maybe the day before, 
with a WrestleMania announcement. <gasps> yes, I'm glad we got to this. So WWE, always around this time, they have usually, I mean, well, not always, sometimes they delay it a little bit, but usually in January, up to the Rumble, they have a press conference announcing where WrestleMania will be the next year, right? Yeah. So, like, you know, like last year, like, you know, in 2019, like around January 2019, they will say where the Rumble's going to, or where Mania's going to be in 2020 and stuff like that. So, they had an announcement, and they now have officially said that WrestleMania this year, because obviously, you know, that's up in there, is going to be back in Tampa, but it will be at Raymond James Stadium, and they will they will have fans. So they're going to do it the same way the Super Bowl is doing it to where I'm going to make up a number because I don't know what the number is. Like the stadium holds like 80,000 people and like 20,000 people can be there. Something like that. Yeah. Um, and Mania this year will once again be two nights. So uh, I think the only reason is two nights may become the norm they may do do it as well it's interesting that they specifically call out this year will be two nights but the other ones they only have one date listed yeah see that makes me think that like while it's not thunderdome it's still going to be like not quite what they want in a like a whole one day grand event no well see what what i think it is is i think they're going to give us the grand spectacle entrance stage and everything I think the reason it's two nights this year is the number I just threw out there that, like I said, it's just an arbitrary number. I don't know if it's true, but you know, cause they can have some fans there. If it is 20,000, if you do two nights, then you can sell 40,000 tickets. So true. therefore you, you can make some good money off that. So I think it is only two nights this year um, because uh, stadiums right now, are you know are hurting for business to make money and wwe wants to sell as many tickets for wrestlemania as they possibly can so doing it two nights this year could sell upwards of around forty thousand tickets that's why i think it is this year but the bigger surprise is so that 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 was said wwe only announces one year out at a time of mania but this year, they're just like, hey, guys, COVID messed us up. So we're just trying to grab stadiums where we can get them. And then they announced in 2022, WrestleMania will be back emanating from Dallas at Jerry World. Uh, um, and so they're going to be back Arlington? in that. Do what? Wasn't it in Arlington, Texas? It's Arlington, Texas. It's right outside of Dallas. But yeah. it's the Dallas Cowboys Stadium, uh, also known as Jerry World. Um, oh, well, then that big, means nobody's going to win. <laughs> big, huge uh, stadium that if they sell enough tickets, they can expand uh, the top of it. And if they expand the top of it, it can hold upwards of 100,000 people. Yeah, but don't um, you want to go to that stadium to see a winning team? So I don't know if that's going to... Stop Stop hurting my heart. Look, um, okay, I only speak to true true. Yeah, maybe one day the Dallas Cowboys will be good again. Maybe. Um, just maybe. Um, <laughs> Very yeah, hard, maybe. So, obviously, that was a pick that 
they picked that stadium for multiple reasons. One, I'm sure they were just trying to find something uh, that was open on that calendar. But, I mean, they're hoping the vaccine will be out and running. People will be uh, comfortable going to stuff. Everything will open back up because, dude, if everything will be opened back up at the beginning of 2020 or 2022, um, everyone's going to want to do anything and everything. And so, you know, they're like, yeah, let's get the stadium that can hold almost 100,000 people for when everybody's comfortable for going to places and starved for anything. Because the casual wrestling fan in Texas will be like, oh, WrestleMania's coming here? Sweet. I want to do something. I'll buy a ticket. Um, And so they're, you know, going there because they they can see that 100,000 tickets could potentially be sold. And like, I'm not just meaning WWE numbers where it's like, oh, we sold 75,000. Let's say it's 85. Um, I mean, they could legitimately sell 100,000 tickets to this thing because of the fact that people are going to be starved for entertain for live entertainment. Right. Um, and then uh, the hits kept on going coming. And in 2023, they uh, announced that they will then finally uh, do their uh, contract. I can't even talk today. They will, uh, they'll go to LA finally. Uh, yeah, LA finally referring to, to California. Be, yes. Uh, LA at SoFi Stadium, I believe it is. Uh, they were supposed to be there this year. And uh, I guess the next available one was 2023. So they will... <sighs> Uh, be finally going to where like I said they're supposed to be there in uh so they will it's a two year hiatus but they will be going back to Los Angeles um and I believe that that w- that will be what WrestleMania thirty eight yeah yeah not, not so a major be- one but still uh I mean in all honesty I think this year they uh the fact that they can have some fans they are going to try to do some big matches, you know? They'll do but, big matches. Uh, They'll try and bring back, I, like, some legends, like... Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, obviously, Goldberg's going to have something with Mania, whether he wins or doesn't beat uh, Drew McIntyre. He'll have something to do with it there. But in all honesty, the Dallas one, the Dallas one intrigues me a lot because it's 2022, if everything is open and doing whatever, you're in a stadium that you can sell almost 100,000 tickets, you're, you're WWE. You're going to want to be like, oh, well, we ushered back in live entertainment because that's yeah. what Vince likes to do and say. Yeah, he loves. And I think that they are going to pack that card. I think that card is going for better or worse, I think it's going to be insane. And the reason I say for better or worse is I think they are going to try to get every big name wrestler that is still capable of lacing the boots to be there. Yeah, that's what I said. They'll they'll pop in legends. They'll they'll have Kane walk in. They'll have they'll tease Taker even though he's officially retired. Like Trips will be there. We've no, already man, got Ric Flair. I'm ta- like I'm talking about. I think they may back up the Brinks truck and 
uh, try to get the rock to come back. Oh, I guarantee you they'll try. If they can if they know that they're um, going to be able to have some fans this year, they'll absolutely pull their rock card. Well, this year and or next. No, I mean, I mean, like a match. I could see it. I, I could see it this year, uh, just because of the I location they, alone. It will be. I think they will be throwing money at uh, with for the next two years at the Rock, Ronda Rousey. I um, hope they don't throw it at Ronda. There have been rumors for a while about Conor McGregor. I can see them trying to get Conor McGregor to come and do a one-off match. Um, obviously, Brock Lesnar. Um, like I think. Uh, I mean, Edge once he gets healthy again. I mean, I think that they are going to these yep. next uh, few years. Try, yeah, they're going to try and stack their manias to uh, to bring people back to the and excitement. The reason I say for better or worse is because if you're someone that doesn't like the part times people coming back, you're not going to enjoy that. If you're someone that these part time people that I have named, you enjoy watching and you want to see live, then this will be the mania for you. So. But yeah, these next two years, I think that they are going to go, go crazy with it. Well, what remains to be seen, uh, we know that at the Rumble, that's when the Mania plans start. So, yeah, that's when we actually start to see what some of the plans they have unfold. Yeah. So usually every, in that match, we'll just have to wait a little bit longer. Uh, and see what Mania brings us, or not Mania, is the Rumble, because then we'll get our men and women like main contenders, and they'll start telling those stories. Like, it'll yeah. be interesting. Uh, I think that's all we've got for today. I think we've literally run the gamut on various topics. Uh, I think we have. Tune in next week when we finally have three people on simultaneously. Maybe. Uh, Definitely tune in here soon. Now that, now that my my computer works again, and I d didn't think that you know I'd be SOL, uh, we're gonna start bringing our guests back. Uh, I've told a lot of our guests that like we weren't going to be immediately having guests, uh, you know, at the start of twenty twenty one, because we wanted to kind of set set the standard and then go from there. Um. So we didn't want it to be like the year of the guest, which I would love to have guests on, but I wanted to make sure that we still hit our core, like us, us guys, uh, you know, audience. Uh, yeah. I mean, we want to sh shake it up. We want to have some guests on, uh, then just have some of just like the school with, uh, our nonsense. Oh, so, absolutely. There's a couple of, but, of returning people that I've got my eye on that have been on before that understand our nonsense. Okay, I'm excited about uh, it. But and yeah, I mean, but and you're I, I aware of one big year, one. I do think for anyone that has followed our podcast, this year will be different because, uh, like he said, we're going to have guests. It it will feel the same, but also be different with guests. Um, with like I said, some of them that are just other podcasts. Some of them may be other figures, uh, in the wrestling world. If Things we, pan out. We gonna shoot. I'll just say that we finna shoot. Are we? Uh, I'm finna. I'm. I'm gonna okay. shoot. <laughs> based on based on responses, I'm. A, I'm a shoot. Oh. Uh. Oh. Well, the thing I showed you the other day that ended up working out, but still gave gave me ammunition. Um. Oh. Oh. 
But uh, anyway, thank you, you, you all. Hear this? Hey, Ace, Ace, while we're recording the podcast, let, let me just, uh, Ace, as we're tip here, yeah. um, as we're recording the podcast, if you're planning to quote unquote shoot on a guest, maybe you shouldn't record yourself saying that for if any future guests that are like, I don't know if I want to do this podcast. Let me listen to it and see if it sounds like the type of podcast I want to do. And they he's like, know. oh, I'm going to shoot. Oh, oh, this thing happened and I'm bringing it up. They're going to be like, yo, okay. So I got, if I okay, so podcast, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I got news. If our future guests go in and listen all the way to the end of this podcast and catch that, I consider that a win. You know what? I consider it a win too. Thank you, future guests, for uh, staying with all this, uh, what, five hour long talk of Impact and WWE and Royal. Um, we promise that if you're on the podcast, we won't go five hours unless you want to. Then, man, I have a five hour expose of questions for you, my friend. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, Anyway, thank you all so much for listening. I hope you guys are having uh, a good 2021. Eventually in 2021, we'll we'll get the whole gang back together. Uh, so that'll be good. And uh, yeah, stay tuned. Royal Rumble's coming up. And as soon as the Royal Rumble comes up and is done and done, we are officially in WrestleMania season. Oh, 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 oh. The it's road WrestleMania. To, yep, the road to... Pop it up, pop it up, pop it up. The road to WrestleMania begins on January 31st. Uh, so, yeah, uh, everybody, you know, stay safe. Uh, have a happy 2021, because I don't think I got to say it last week. Uh, let's see. What, 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 uh, what great wisdom are we going to, uh, going to hit them with? Um... If if your arch enemy's uh girl in in protege person uh shows up and you know that uh the your arch enemy is of of the ethereal uh spooky world and can teleport and everything else, uh maybe don't just hang around gawking at her when she prepares a Hadouken. Uh, that's what I would suggest uh, to, to life lessons. Uh, when when your when your spooky arch nemesis girl shows up, she fit into she fit into Hadouken. You, she gonna hit you with that yoga fire out of her hand. Let's break it down, people. Don't hang out with demons. Don't hang this, out with demons. For twenty twenty one, hey, this is this is this is the lesson, everybody. In twenty twenty one, don't hang out with demons or their girlfriends. Don't do it. Don't set fire to demons. Don't hang out with demons' girlfriends. Don't when you see a demon don't on a threaten, playground, don't, don't go to that to, playground. Plus, don't threaten this throw. To this, yeah, you're probably an adult. What are you doing at a playground? You're making yourself look creepy. Stop yeah. playing yourself. Don't go to the demons' uh, hangout house and wreck it. Don't threaten to set the demons' uh, girl in tow on fire. Like, just don't do it. Because apparently she arson. don't play those games. Arson is not good, kids. Yeah, don't, arson. Don't be an arsonist. Don't, don't do be a, it. Randy don't Orton. Do it. Randy Orton has to wear a medical mask now uh, because he decided to set a man on fire. And you see how stupid he looks. Don't look stupid. Don't hang out with demons. Don't yeah, burn stuff he, down. Just Randy Orton he, out here. Randy Orton had, out here looking like he auditioned in for retribution. 
if no one's made that meme, get on it. Uh, thank Dude, you all so much. No, and no one wants to be part of that group. Not even that group. <laughs> Not even Don't that group wants it. to be part of that group. They're like, Ricochet, you want to join us? And he's like, no. But you'll get on TV. <laughs> yeah, okay. Dude, mid Carters in WWE with nothing to do looks at Retribution and goes, "Don't do it." Yeah, jobbers out here avoiding that uh, that call like the plague. Uh, anyway, thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you all next week. Remember, be kind to everyone else. It's it's not necessary to uh, be rude to people. We got too much going on in the world for you to be out here being mean. Uh, brush your teeth, wash your hands, wash your face, wash your hair, wash your feet, wash that part of your, your knee, like the back of it, that you're like, oh, the soap ran over it, and it's probably clean. Now wash that. It, it's, it's asking for it. And, uh, you know, wear a mask, be, be kind, uh, don't cause trouble, don't set fire to people. Uh, once again, I can't stress that enough. It is a felony. And uh, have a good day. And remember, uh, sometimes sometimes your recording bot friends uh, aren't reliable. So always have more friends. Take care, everyone. R.I.P. Craig. Well, he's not dead. <laughs> Make sure that you're following us on all of our social medias, including Twitter at Quick Pop Cast, Facebook at the Quick Pop Podcast, and Instagram as well at the Quick Pop Podcast. Any of those are great ways to reach out to the host of the show, and we'd love to talk to you as well. We are constantly speaking on current events and would love to hear your opinions on stuff too. So get in touch with us today.